Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny with you here and delighted that you've chosen to hang out with me today. ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. We're on the smart speaker. We're a podcast. And a lot of different ways we can spend time together. And I'm honored every time you choose to do it. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Good guest list this hour. Eddie George and Howie Long, both on the Goodyear hotline. And if you're just joining me here, I, I will mention I opened the show today by talking at some length about the events in Washington, D.C. yesterday and my emotions as a result of them and the reason that I have uh, adopted the philosophy over the many years I've been uh, fortunate enough to sit in this chair here at ESPN. I, I've been at ESPN almost 25 years, which is hard to believe. Um, but I've had the mornings for the most part. I've had a, a, a platform in the mornings in which I get to choose or at least my voice goes a long way towards choosing what it is we're going to do, what we're going to talk about uh, for 20 of those years, 21 years now. And as I said at the beginning, um, while I felt a lot of the same and feel a lot of the same emotions you do as a result of what happened yesterday, that my feeling has always been that the best role I think I can play in this is to provide whatever that particular sense of calm and comfort that sports brings me for you. I know it has always done that for me, and my hope is that it does it for you. And we've been together through a lot of things, you and me. We were together on September 11th, 2001, and September 12th of that year. And we were to, we've been together through invasions. We've been together through elections. We've been together through all sorts of good times and bad. And I'm honored that you choose to hang out with me. And if hearing my voice talking about normal things brings you a little bit of comfort, then I feel like I'm doing something important. So that's the reason I choose to do things the way I do them here on these kind of days. I'm not suggesting it's the right way. It just seems to me to be the best idea that I have. So with that thought in mind, we're talking about sports today, and I'm delighted that you are along for the ride. Bubba, give me a little music over there. There's a particular song we want to play today. You know whose birthday it is today? It is Lamar Jackson's birthday today. Do you know how old Lamar Jackson is? Lamar Jackson is 24 years old today. 24. Think about how young he is. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy at the age of 19. You know, we brought that up in the meeting this morning. Someone said, it's Lamar Jackson's birthday. And so I clicked on it and I said, my goodness, he's 24 years old. And so I will just say again, as I did yesterday, I'm not going to go through all of the numbers that I gave you yesterday. But the comparison to Peyton Manning, which is a good one, Manning came into the league, set the league on fire in the regular season, and went 0 for his first three playoff games, and the third one was a 41-0 loss to the Jets, didn't win his first playoff game until he was 27, again, Lamar is 24. I will just merely say that we should not go into Sunday, and he should not go into Sunday, believing this game will define him. Lamar Jackson is a superstar. He is going to be a great player for a long time. He is going to get better. Lamar Jackson, I think, will inarguably get better before he gets worse. Yes, his dynamic athleticism is what sets him apart. And eventually that will start to diminish. But long before that happens, you would think, I would expect, and I think anyone paying attention would expect, that he will start to expand his game. And they will start to expand the roster in order to accommodate that. So we should not think that this game on Sunday is the final referendum on whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to be a great player. He is indeed, in fact, already a great player. 
as I think it's worth saying, he is 24 years old today. Things have just changed so much with the expectations on people. Like, we put the numbers up today on television. John Elway won his first playoff game at the age of 26. Uh, Peyton Manning at the age of 27. I get it. These things happen younger now, and the game is different than it was, and the attention is younger, is different, and the pressure is different. I get all of it. I get all of that. So I'm not suggesting that you'll walk away from it if he plays badly again Sunday thinking, oh, no big deal. All I'm saying is you won't hear me say it's a referendum on whether he's going to be a great player or not. Okay, looking forward to the playoffs this weekend here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with the guests on the Goodyear hotline. Mitch Trubisky, quarterback of the Bears, who I think has absolutely everything to play for Sunday against New Orleans, said of that game the following. We got nothing to lose. We know everybody's overlooking us. Um, they have the last, the, the back half of the season. So I think we've been just playing with that edge, that chip on our shoulder. And I think go and play free and like we got nothing to lose. Okay, so I've never understood that. To me, I always immediately assume if someone says we have nothing to lose, that what they actually feel is the opposite. And the actual truth of the matter is so far from that for Trubisky that I don't even know where to begin. He has an enormous amount to lose or maybe to the point he has a, an unimaginable amount to gain. Mitch Trubisky, if he goes out there and pulls off what would be the biggest surprise of this weekend by far and plays huge and beats that defense in their building in New Orleans, fans or no fans, you go in there with the way that defense has been playing all year long and beat that team, and I don't have the spreads in front of me, but Bubba or someone, Nuno, someone, someone, I assume that's the biggest line of the weekend. That has to be the biggest spread, the point spread of the weekend. So it would be the biggest upset we could have this weekend. And if he were to go in there and do that, then all of a sudden I think you've got to start thinking if you're Chicago or some other team, it's going to make him a bunch of money. And at the end of the day, these guys are playing this game for a living, and I think there's a lot at stake for Trubisky. It's the biggest number. What is it, Bob? Just tell me. What, what is it? What? Minus 10. So it's a 10-point spread. So if he goes in there at plus 10 and wins the game outright, it's legacy redefining. It just changes everything, not to mention the fact that they keep on going. And I've also never quite understood the idea that no one expects us to win, so there's no pressure on us. And I made an admittedly ridiculous comparison this morning on TV, but I think it has always made sense to me. The most competitive athletic event I've ever been involved in in my life was when I was growing up, I played a little competitive tennis. I wasn't good enough to keep it going, so I, I literally stopped when I was 14 years old because that by that time they can long since tell whether you're going to be a real tennis player or not, but... I was playing tennis when I was much younger. And I remember I was playing against the kid one time that everyone thought was going to wipe the court with me. He was the number one seed in an event. And I was playing him. And I had people say to me, Michael, don't be nervous. No one expects you to beat him. And I remember thinking to myself, you are an idiot. My nerves are not based on what you expect. I want to win this. It's important to me to win. If I lose, I'll be upset. If I lose, why would you be upset? I'm the one concerned about whether I win or not. And so I've never understood if I want to win as much as you want to win, then why is there less pressure on me than there is on you? So the world is going to give the Bears a pass on Sunday night and Monday that they didn't beat New Orleans? And then what? So what? Now your season is over and they're going on to try and play for a championship. I've never fully understood that concept. It has never made sense to me psychologically. We have more to do on that subject as we go. Much more on this weekend's games, including 
We have to spend some time on what is the biggest game of the weekend, and that one isn't actually going to be played over the weekend. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. You know, I, I think this is more about this team and their journey to get to right here and what the final chapter or two is going to be. Another absolute rope thrown by Fields. Touchdown, Ohio State. Well, Ohio State's got another tough assignment on defense. 25 straight for Bama, scoring 35-plus. Smith, Jones, Harris, the triplets are tough to stop. Harris threw a whole left side. He's going to go all the way. Well, that's the biggest game of the weekend. And it isn't being played over the weekend. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. And joining me now on the Goodyear Hotline, one of the great players Ohio State ever produced, Heisman Trophy winner, and today named the fifth greatest player ever in pro football history to have two first names by this program. It is my pleasure to welcome Eddie George on the Goodyear Hotline. Hello, Eddie George. Curious to know who who are the uh, the four ahead of me. Okay, Eddie, here we go. So this was the list for today. At number five, Eddie George. At number four, Curtis Martin. At number three, Aaron Donald. At number two, Matt Ryan. At number one, Ray Lewis. These were the names that we came up with. And and I really did them in almost no order because who could take a list like this that seriously? But then they started flying in. So we also have Walter Payton, Tom Brady, Richard Todd, Mo Lewis, Bart Scott, Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, and Rex Ryan. <laughs> that's brilliant. Now, <laughs> hey, thank, thank you so much for having the show that's lighthearted today. Well, all that's going on. So thank you for that. Thank you. I don't know if you heard my open, but th- that's how I opened it. I said, I feel like today this is what we need. If you want coverage of, of this unprecedented, horrific thing that happened yesterday, there's any number of places that you can get it. And so if you're looking for the comfort of two guys talking about football, then that's what you're going to find here today. But let me start with the name there. Did you ever, you know, sometimes you have to write your last name and then a comma and then your first name. Like, did anyone ever correct it? Did anyone ever say, no, 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 no. You're supposed to put your first name here. Like, did you ever have a a, a two first name kind of problem? Oh, absolutely. All the time. You know, even when I, when I use my, my real name is Edward. Nathan George. So when when I go to the airport, that's what's on my license. That's what's on my my passport. And they'll sometimes really mix it up. They go Nathan George Edward. There's Edward Nathan George. There's George Edward Nathan. So I, I've dealt with all of that my entire life, and it gets pretty frustrating. And I had, I mean, I, I had TSA at one point in time, and. They screwed it up, and I had to, you're really not 
you're George Edward. No, I'm Edward George. No, you're George. So it's it's confusing. So that's why I go by Eddie George. You actually have three first names if you include Nathan in there. Um, so let's let's, let's talk. So that should about- put me to number one, actually. Okay. Good. Fair enough. You're right. Next time I do this list, you will be at number one. Let, let's talk about your alma mater and Ohio State and um, and, and just the season they had. You know, you, you're still around it. And you're still close <laughs> to it. And, you know, the the just those of us who follow Big Ten football as I do, I and mean, we saw just how many problems they had just getting games played. They had issues with COVID. They had other teams that had issues with COVID. They only got to play five regular season games. How have you seen this journey for this team that will result in a championship game appearance on Monday night? Oh, man, it's been tough on them. Um, I, I think if they if they pull the speed off and find a way to beat Alabama on Monday night, it will be one of the greatest teams, in my in my uh, opinion, to ever have played at Ohio State because of the adversity they had to go through. The, 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 their, their biggest defender, their biggest team they had to fight or challenge was fighting, fighting COVID, obviously. And it was like that for most of college football, most of uh, all sports. And uh, just the fact that they couldn't have um, regular meetings and a regular schedule, um, not knowing if they were going to play uh, week to week, really moment to moment, and who was going to be there? You have somebody there on a Friday at, at a walkthrough, and they're not there on game day. So it was really tough for them to have any type of continuity, any type of rhythm, any way to build success uh, throughout the course of a year. Because you don't, you really don't know who your team is until they go through duress, until they they fight through adversity, and they really didn't know who they were going into this game. Um, they had they really focused on Clemson. I pretty I think going back to last year when they lost 29-23, that was all plastered across their uh, billboards and the walls and in the, in the, in the facility, and that was their number one goal. So uh, they it's amazing that they were able to pull this feat off, uh, given their lack of continuity um, and really the ups and downs of of the season due to COVID. Eddie George is with me on ESPN Radio. A lot of us made a very big deal of Dabo Sweeney ranking them 11th before that game. How big a deal do you think it was to them? You know what? I think going into that game, they were already motivated. Um, I think they were really focused uh, on Clemson the entire year. I think that added little bit was a cherry on top. This is okay. Enough is enough. We have got to exercise this demon of Clemson. Our school has never beaten Clemson prior to um, that bowl game uh, last week, and it was a lot on their chest. I mean, they they really fought last year. They felt like they outplayed Clemson in the meeting they played them the first time or last year, um, and certainly this time was added motivation. So I don't think they really looked at that. That that was the tipping point. I think it was like, okay, enough is enough. We're tired of the disrespect. No one in the country respects us, and certainly – Dabble's comments kind of rubbed them the wrong way. Eddie George is with me. And Eddie, I know that you're hopelessly biased on this. I don't expect you not to be. But in the first mock draft that we got on ESPN today, they they rank Justin Fields as a mid-first round prospect, actually the third quarterback off the board. I watch all this Big Ten football. I love them. Um, but I don't analyze this stuff for a living the way a lot of other people do. So as best as you can, objectively, um, give me the scouting report on Justin Fields at the next level. I think uh, at this point in time, the his 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 upside is tremendous. Um, when you when you break him down right now, I think it's almost kind of fair to say that at this point he 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 can go in mid first round. Um, 
based on the fact that he may hold the ball a little too long for, for the liking of, of some coaches, but I think he can be coached out of that. He looked absolutely magnificent, outplayed Trevor Lawrence, who was expected to be the first pick overall in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, he throws a great deep ball. Uh, he's tough. You saw his toughness, taking a hit, uh, continuing to play through the game, his leadership capability. And listen, I, I'm one that I, I don't give a damn where you where you start in the NFL. It's how you finish. I mean, look at Russell Wilson. You know, look at Tom Brady. I mean, just to name a few guys that have gone later than we anticipated and is, is having uh, and has had a Hall of Fame career. So Justin Fields going in the mid round, I guess you can you can you know nitpick and say, well, is he undersized? He holds the ball too long. He has a weird throwing motion and all of that. Uh, they're going to dock you down, but whoever gets Justin Fields is going to get a phenomenal football player, a student of the game, and he has tremendous upside. So I, I think Justin's going to be fine on next and on the next level level if and when he chooses to go. Let me ask you one last question. This is going to be the toughest one of all. So this is this is going to require some honesty. I'm watching okay. Ohio State and Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. <laughs> and I'm a Northwestern alum, as I think you know. And Trey Sermon yeah. is running through us like crazy in the second half. He, he basically beat us all by himself. So I'm devastated watching this. But all they're talking about on TV is he's approaching Eddie George's single-game rushing record. He's approaching mm-hmm. Eddie George's single-game rushing record. While you're watching that happen, are you rooting for the kid to break <laughs> the record? Or are you thinking, you know, why don't we give it to somebody else here? Because it's nice <laughs> having the Ohio State single-game rushing record. Which thought well, is I, in your I, head? I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Greeny. Uh, I was on the plane watching it, and I uh, was in Philadelphia visiting my family, my mom, my father, and I'm headed back to Nashville. So I had my eye on the game here and there and uh, kept getting these text messages while I was in line to go on the plane about, oh, this guy's about to break your record. And I'm like, well, you know, last time I checked, he wasn't anywhere near it. Let me see what's going on. So I look, and I'm like, okay, he's got, you know, 303, something like that, going into the last drive. And Northwestern was driving the football. So I'm like, okay, all they need is to get a couple first downs. I'm pretty sure they get the first down. They'll kneel on the ball. You know, Ryan Day, you know, there's no need to run up the score. But lo and behold, they give this guy the ball, and he breaks the record. And I'm like, oh, man, another record is gone. I had to witness J.K. Dobbins break my single season rushing record for the school last year in the bowl game against Clemson. And now Trey Sermon out of nowhere has this monster game, but honestly, I'm really happy for him. Um, You know, records are made to be broken and and I get it. And the fact that he was able to rush for 331 yards, really find his game a struggle for most of the season coming off of an injury transfer from Oklahoma, really trying to find his rhythm has really become a focal point and a key factor in the offense now uh, means a lot to me. So if he did it breaking my record, more than willing. 25 years is a hell of a run. All right. Well, look, you still have – you still, if nothing else, you are still the number one player now with two first names. So if nothing else, <laughs> they, they could take some Three. solace in that. Hey, Eddie, thanks a million. It's great to see you. Happy New Year. Enjoy the game Monday night. Good luck. Will do, Greeny. Have a good one, man. Blessings. Take care. That's Eddie George with me here. The NFL playoffs kick off this weekend. We got the Ravens and Titans Sunday. That's the early spot Sunday. That game's on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. And we have the Megacast. 
which is on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus and Freeform. So, so many different ways to experience our NFL game during this wild card weekend. Speaking of which, Howie Long will join me live next, looking ahead to all the big games this weekend. Don't miss the Hall of Famer right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, looking ahead to what should be a very interesting super wild card weekend as they are describing it and it is my pleasure to welcome here on the program now from now at fox sports where they have seattle and the rams on saturday this weekend then of course we'll have their usual complement of games going forward the hall of famer howie long is with me on the goodyear hotline it's a pleasure to see you howie how have you been I'm terrific. Thank you. Uh, Guys, I can't hear him, so I just want to make sure someone is aware of that. And if there's anything that can be done about it, I see him, how he looks fabulous. He is, without question, the handsomest man on television, but I can't hear him. So let's see if we can do something about that. How we try again. Can you hear me? There we go. Can you hear me me now, Green? Now I can. Excellent. In in your case, sometimes hearing you is almost like the secondary point. Like if we can see you, everything is fine. But now we can hear you and all is well. How have you been? Happy New Year. How's everybody in the family? You know, everybody's great. Uh, thank God. It's, it's been a, I think it's been a challenging year for, you know, everyone and, and particularly with, with young ones. I used to be concerned about, you know, my kids and now it's my grandkids mm-hmm. and, you know, what kind of world they're, they're kind of embarking on and, and the impact of all the things that have been going on has on them. Yeah, that's well said, and, and I think those are thoughts a lot of us are having, and you know we're doing our best here to sort of provide a little bit of a respite from that with the football, and that's what this weekend will be. So let's start with your game. Again, Fox, you have Seattle and the Rams, and I was making the comment this morning on TV, at different times this season, both of those teams looked like they were Super Bowl teams, and then they've been sort of up and down in both cases. Which one are you buying? If, if you think one of these two teams is going to make a deep run, which one of these two Seahawks-Rams are you buying into? Well, I buy the defense with the Rams, and I and I buy the quarterback with the Seahawks. Uh, I I think when when the Rams are are running on all cylinders, and and this defense has really taken another step. Uh, and and Aaron Donald is you know certainly uh, Jalen Ramsey and 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 Aaron Donald are are dominant players. They're generational players, and 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 they they can dominate a game by themselves, which which they've done on a number of occasions. That offense is dependent on the run game, play action pass, free runners in the secondary, 
Uh, Jared is obviously not healthy right now. The question becomes how healthy is he for this weekend? I thought Wolford came in and played, you know, fairly well. I mean, particularly when you consider the fact that his first pass went for a pick six. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid from Wake Forest who's a smart kid, and I, I, I look at that shot of him on the bench saying, we're good. Uh, he just seems to have a, a poise and calm about him. And I, and I honestly think that Sean McVay sees a little bit of himself in Wolford, you know, an undersized athletic quarterback who – uh, came in and, and really digested the offense well. But for them, it's about finishing drives, not turning the football over, uh, letting your defense play. Seattle, uh, Russell started out like gangbusters uh, and had to carry the football team when the defense was playing historically bad. And and Dunlap comes in and, and you know, they, they made the additions that uh, that they made on that defense, and, and they've played better over the last five, six weeks. Their numbers are, you know, approaching in the top five, uh, which is a good thing to have. But I think the run game has to go. They sacked Russell 11 times in the first two meetings. You know, he was under siege. Uh, that Rams defense is pretty good. Howie Long is with me here again. That's Fox's game, the middle of the three games on Saturday afternoon. Let's go to the night game that night because let's talk about the guys who really matter, I know, in your mind, and that is the D-line. The Washington football team has a defensive line that reminds me a little bit of what San Francisco rode all the way to the Super Bowl that year so or last year. So tell me, what do they have to do to give their team a shot to beat Brady and the heavily favored Bucks on Saturday night? What, what specifically does that D-line have to do to give that team a real chance to win that game? Well, you know, you think back, you know, we we covered the game where, you know, Michael's New York Giants and that front four or front six with the rotation <clears throat> really dominated the game. And, and you could make the argument that they were the MVP of the game. I, I think that defensive front with Sweat and Jay Sh- Chase Young, I, I think they have to be the dominant force in this game <clears throat> and give them an opportunity to win the football game now. That being said, excuse me, that being said, I think, you know, if New England made one mistake in that game, it was somewhat of hubris. It's, you know, let's drop back and pass against maybe the best front four in football. And uh, let's not keep them honest with the run game and let's not leave six, seven in protection. I think if Tampa Bay is smart about it, they don't turn the football over. Uh, I think Tampa Bay's defense will limit Washington's ability to score uh that being said i think it all comes down to for washington can their defensive front win the football game for them yeah they'll have to wreck it it feels they'll have to just basically destroy the entire game it's a great analogy actually that that defense that the giants had that year that held brady and 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 the the patriots then to 13 points in that super bowl so that's an interesting one greeny and howie long from fox with you the next stop is is baltimore and People, I feel like, are putting a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson this weekend. I get it. He's 0-2 in the playoffs. He's also 24 years old today. In your mind, what is at stake Sunday for him in his third playoff game? Well, he's eligible for a contract extension. You know, big picture, that's that's certainly, uh, I, I think, something he's thinking about. But I, I'm sure not. Th- you know, the funny thing about players is you don't think about contracts when you're on the field. You don't think about contracts 
when you're in practice. You think about contracts when you're laying in bed at night. Um, <laughs> I think Lamar is a dynamic talent. I, I think you have to embrace who he is. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, he's, he's younger than, you know, the number one pick from last year. Uh, so let's be patient with Lamar. You know, people say he works in the middle of the field. People crowd defensively the middle of the field, try to force him to throw outside the numbers. <clears throat> they ran for over 400 yards last week. Uh, Tennessee's the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. That defense is not what that defense was last year, particularly up front. Uh, it's a challenge, and I and I think the game will really be decided by, you know, the, the big man, Derrick Henry, and, and how much of an impact he has on the game. I think he sets their entire offense up. He sets up the bombs in their play-action pass game when they're 6-7 in protection and the quarterback's protected and you've got one-on-one outside because you've got 8-9 in the box and you're trying to stop Derrick Henry. Uh, I think it comes down to that. Howie Long with me here. One more qu- quickly for you, if I can. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by what will happen with Cleveland having to play this game without their head coach. Kevin Stefanski, who is going to get a lot of votes for Coach of the Year. He's their play caller. What impact do you think that has on, on their quarterback and their chances of winning? You know, that's an interesting question. I, I'm, you know, I think having someone like a guy who missed the game Last week, Bill Callahan, who has, has has head coaching experience, he's their run game coordinator, offensive line coach. I I, I think that's a big part of what they do. Uh, they're another team that you know their success is predicated on their two running backs and being successful, and Baker not making mistakes and being poised. And I think Baker's kind of had a what you would consider to be a really solid year for them. And uh, Cleveland, you know. That fan base, you know, it, it coming down to week 17 and, you know, it, it, you know, then four wide receivers, five wide receivers two weeks ago out out of the game. You know, how much more can that fan base take? I think they're on the they're right on the edge. Uh, <laughs> but getting in the playoffs certainly is a big step for them. And I think how Baker plays and how they run the football will be a big key. How long, again, Fox this weekend has the middle game in the afternoon on Saturday, Seattle and the Rams, and then we'll continue on their way through. Howie, it's always a pleasure to see you. Happy New Year again. Thank you for taking some time here, and I'll see you down the road. Happy New Year to you, Greeny. Take care. That's Howie Long, again, one of the greats, one of the all-time great players, one of the all-time great analysts, and really just a terrific person. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Coming up next, I will tell you what was the most surprising thing I saw in sports this entire week and my reaction to it right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Greeny, with you here. And in just a moment, I will tell you what was the most surprising thing I've seen in sports maybe this entire week. And we'll try and make some sense of it together. 
But first, it's time for my picks, Greeny's Picks, which are brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'll make my actual wildcard game picks tomorrow. But the picks I will make here are my actual DraftKings picks. I play DraftKings every single weekend. I'm in a couple of different head-to-head and group meetings. And so I'm going to give you these. And so usually my picks, we call them KOD. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Are usually the kiss of death. But in this particular case, that is not so. I'm pretty good at DraftKings. Not bad at DraftKings. Not good at picking the winners of games. Legendarily bad at it, in fact. But not bad at DraftKings. So I got two for you this weekend. Here's the complicated. Well, let's start with the easy one. To me, an easy pick this weekend is J.K. Dobbins. I love Dobbins. They're going to run the football like crazy this weekend against Tennessee. And you don't want to take Lamar because he's so expensive. For those of you who don't play DraftKings, you only get a certain amount of money you can spend on different players putting together a roster. Now, Lamar Jackson, I think, will be the number one um point getting quarterback this week but by how much because he 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 is so incredibly expensive to put on your roster for 6600 you can get jk dobbins and dobbins went for 31 points last week and they're playing against a tennessee team that cannot stop the run and will be selling out to stop lamar so i love dobbins this week and then the other little tip i will give you is you need you need a stealer receiver in your lineup every single week and because they don't do anything but throw the ball the problem with them is they've got too many different guys. So one week it's Juju, and one week it's Claypool, and one week it's Johnson. So it's very hard to know which one to take. So this week, I'm going to take Chase Claypool. I liked what I saw from him last week. They threw him a jump ball last week, and he scored a touchdown on that. And Juju in the playoffs, I think, is a good pick. That's where I'm, it's between the two of them for me. I think I'm going to play Claypool this weekend. So those are just a couple of little tips for you, and they all cost about the same on DraftKings, which is great fun and, um, you know, and a good opportunity. So those are my picks for DraftKings this weekend, brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I will give you my picks for the games coming up tomorrow. Meanwhile, the thing that I found to be the most surprising thing in sports happened this morning. So Todd McShay, I had been told last night, is going to reveal his first mock draft of this offseason – and he's going to do it exclusively for the first time on Get Up. So I was very happy about that. But I didn't really look at it ahead of time. They sent it to me, but I didn't even look at it because I figured well, I know what's there. Boy, was I wrong. Todd McShay has Trevor Lawrence going number one. That's obviously no surprise. The next quarterback he has going off the board is Zach Wilson from BYU at number four. And he has Justin Fields, the Ohio State superstar, going 15 to the Patriots, the third of five quarterbacks that he has going in round one. He also has Trey Lance and Mac Jones going. And so what I always do when I look at these mock drafts, these guys don't know who's going to take where or who's going to take what. You have to all have free agency to go through. Pay no attention to the teams outside of maybe number one and two. But just look at where these guys are slotted because guys like McShay know that. Like McShay doesn't, is not saying that because he's just throwing a dart This is going to wind up being the consensus. All these guys look at the same data, they look at the same film, and they tend to arrive, for the most part, at very similar conclusions. So a player in Justin Fields, who I have spent the last two years thinking is going to maybe give Trevor Lawrence a run for his money to being the number one pick in the draft, and if not, will certainly be the second quarterback taken and might go two, three, or four overall 
has suddenly, in the minds of one of the foremost people doing this, fallen all the way to the middle of the first round. That, that's now the range that McShay has him in. Now, that doesn't mean that that can't change. And obviously, Monday night is a huge night for that. He gets one more game. So does Mac Jones, actually. He's going head-to-head. These are both first-round quarterbacks this year. And both of them, I would assume, can increase their stock with big performances. Mac Jones is on one of the highest-flying offenses that you've ever seen in college football. So you'd expect him to have huge numbers. I don't think his, I don't think the thinking on him is going to change almost regardless of what happens on Monday night. I think Justin Fields, it can. Fields, if he didn't raise his stock in the eyes of people with the toughness that he showed on Friday night against Clemson, then I don't know what he would have to do. I'll say it again. I love the kid. I love Justin Fields. I've never met him in my entire life. I don't mean I like him personally. I just think he's a sensational player. And I'm very torn on whether or not I want the Jets to take him at number two. So that's where I think of, that's what I think of him. At number 15, I think he would be like you should make that pick like with a mask at such a steal. So I don't know, but I find that very surprising. So if he goes out there, they're going to need 50 points to win that game. You do not beat Alabama by scoring 30. I'm not even sure you beat them by scoring 40. If that gets into a shootout, a game that is a shootout, I think Alabama will comfortably score 40 points. You have got to score 45 to 50 points, I think, to beat them. So if Justin Fields is going to do that, that's what he's going to have to do on Monday night. And if he puts up 50 points and wins a championship, I just can't imagine he's not going to go ahead of Zach Wilson because he's also exactly the guy that teams are going to talk themselves into. They're going to fall in love with him. Have you ever looked at him? He's huge. He's huge. He is a. He was described on my show one time on TV as a more athletic Dak Prescott. Well, that sounds awful good to me. Dak Prescott is tremendous, and he's pretty athletic. But Justin Fields is. He's bigger. He's faster. So I think Justin Fields, to me, and I'm not an analyst. Again, I don't watch every snap of every game. I don't pour over the film over and over and over again. I don't know the 40 times and all that kind of stuff. And so much of the evaluation is still to be done. The part of it where you kind of lose me is when the games end. I'm not that interested in the cone drill. I, the, the, to me, that's ridiculous. As Mike used to say all the time, they don't put the bench press on the 50-yard line. So I watch these guys play. You watch Justin Fields play. I think he's great. And if he plays a big game on Monday night, I cannot believe he isn't going to, at minimum, be the second pick in this draft. Now, whether he winds up going number two overall, and again, the Jets have that pick, I think it's better for the Jets one way or the other. Whoever would be the, at number two, it would be the case if people do fall in love with Fields, because that just increases the value of the asset. Like, Jacksonville at number one has an extraordinary asset. They're going to use it to take Trevor Lawrence. But if they wanted to, they could trade it for everything. They could just, like, call up a team and say, we'll take everyone, and you can have the number one pick. And every team in the league would do it. So that's the value of the asset. So I don't know just how valuable the number two asset is if there's this much question over who the second-best quarterback is in this draft. We'll wait and see. One way or another, I found that to be a huge surprise. Everybody hang in there. Better days are ahead. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And as I said at the beginning, if somehow listening to me talk about sports makes you feel a little better, then I will feel awfully good about a day's work done today. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.